Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, home to a thriving fungus. Oh, God bless you, sir, because there's a lot of people out here taking in cats. There's a lot of people, even, you know, there's rescue bunny rabbits, rescue iguanas. And there's a lot of efforts being made to save the California condor. Yeah, and all those things are great. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the California condor is bad, that bunnies are bad. I'm You've just saying- You've said that before about condors, to me. I'm not saying it now. I said right. it before. you said it privately. Yeah, privately to Over you, dinner. To you, and I, you know, resent you for bringing it up here in this, you know, public context, but- I did not agree for it to be off the record. So you can tell me it's off the record, but I have to also agree that it's off the record. Okay. So when well, you said to me, this mistake, is off the record, I think California condors deserved what they got mm-hmm. about like almost becoming extinct. I didn't say that I wouldn't talk about it. And I actually wrote your mom a letter before I talked about it on the show here. Um, well, that's my mistake. That's on me. Right. So I'll just go ahead and you know clear that up with the California condor you know, society or, you know, whoever, whoever deals with them. But yeah, but I've kind of turned my focus, my charitable focus toward, you know, funguses and yeasts that need a home. And, right. you know, I looked out there and I saw all these, you know, funguses that, you know, just needed a place, needed a place to go, mm-hmm. hard times, bite inflation, the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just said, use my body. Yeah. Use my body to thrive, grow on me, use mm-hmm. me for nutrients. You can watch what I'm watching on TV. You've got a pretty good stable of streamers. Yeah, yeah. Um had a Paramount Plus trial for a while, really enjoyed Star Trek Strange New World, so me and the fungus had a good time with that. So here's here's what's going on with me, Jesse. I have a a fungus on me. Gosh, it's it's weird to say it out loud. I've I've just been kind of keeping it keeping it to myself. So this is nice. This is a it's nice. It's good, Jordan. It's good. Now Ooh. the fungus is among us. Right. It's among us. It's among the listener. Wait, can I say another can I say another thing that's just a word that sounds like another word? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, why not? Why do comedy when you could just do that? Sure. You know, Jordan has the this is topical too. Mm-hmm. You know, Jordan. As the parent of a transgender child, I've often been accused of being a groomer. Right. But I'm here to accuse you of being a bloomer. That, that's true. You're blooming yes. yeasts on your body. Mm-hmm. It's just words that rhyme. Yeah. It's not a joke, technically. Yeah. And, it, you know. So, so here's what's going on. Here's what's going on with me. I have a condition called Tinea viscolor. Oh. And that is kind of splotches, discolored splotches all over my body. Mm-hmm. And it is a fungus. It is a yeast, and it is thriving on me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was ashamed of it for a long time, and now I'm just going to celebrate it. It's. I think it's brought on by swimming. Swimming, something I like to do a couple times a week. Right. So I think the moisture on my body, you know, that I get via swimming, makes me kind of an ideal host for this kind of beautiful and brave fungus. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. I have some medicated shampoo for my dog. Would you like some of that? I have a medicated shampoo made for humans. I'm, how's your How's the shine on your coat? It's It's pretty good, but my my gums are a little black. I don't know okay. if that <laughs> okay. can help with that. Sure. Yeah, I'm re- going to read from the Mayo Clinic website if you don't mind. Yeah, thank you. Tinea viscolor is not painful or contagious, but can lead to emotional distress or self consciousness. <laughs> So that's what I was experiencing for a right. while. So for a time, you felt less than. If you were wondering why I took a break from my famous gym selfies, right? it was because I was feeling distress. Even though you set some new PRs. Yeah. I mean, I was looking swole, looking jacked. Package was looking fantastic, leaning to the right. Mm-hmm. As you know, it does. I talked to your tailor about it. Mm-hmm. I wrote a letter to your mom about that. But here's a here's a just another fact from the Mayo Clinic website. It occurs most frequently in teens and young adults. So that was mm. a nice boost to the self-esteem. You turn 40 
and you get this teen disease. Are you going to tell everybody at the Hold Steady concert? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a teen fungus. I got a teen fungus. I'm the, it's the only teen thing in this room. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll say, I can't listen to your story. I have to be home to relieve the sitter. Yeah. That's what the other people at the Hold Steady concert will say. So yeah, I have this fungus. I've decided not to be ashamed anymore. I am using a medicated shampoo for humans. Okay. And yeah, and I just want to like also just put it out there. I don't know this for sure. Perhaps licking me would have hallucinogenic results. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. The Mayo Clinic website doesn't say anything about it, but maybe... You know, licking me could be used, you know, not just to, you know, enjoy laser light shows at the planetarium more, but maybe it could be, you know, used to, you know, help cure depression. So you mentioned, Jordan, that yeah. there's nothing about that on the Mayo Clinic website. No. Have you checked WebMD? No, maybe that should be my next stop. It's a lot danker. Oh, yeah? I'll yeah. just type in WebMD, lick me what happens. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know what? Throw planetarium in there. Planetarium. Lick the more me, what keywords happens. you have, the better off you are. Or planetarium good question mark. Planetarium good. Lick me WebMD. I'm just searching here on my smartphone. And yep, a picture of Sonic fucking Knuckles. So I don't know. <laughs> well, thank God. Know. That settles that. WebMD yeah. is great. Yeah. I'll surf WebMD for hours. And I honestly, every day, it's a revelation what's fucking what. Do you have any uh, embarrassing health problems you want to get off your chest? Oh, Jordan, my booty itches. Oh, man. I tried to become a pitcher and I failed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's too fucking stupid. Is anything too stupid? For this? No, probably not. Our guest on the program is a celebrated pop culture podcaster with the smash hit Vulture podcast into it, Sam Sanders. Hi, Sam. Hi. I had scabies once. We're talking about skin. You know what? Congratulations. You know, it's funny. So this was many years ago. I want to say I was 17 or 18. And my brother's girlfriend gave it to him. And then he gave it to the whole family. And so we're like, all right, go to the doctor. They give you the little cream that you use for like two or three days. It like kills the scabies. My aunt Alta, who's dead now, rest her soul, love her, miss mm-hmm. her dearly. She was like, R.I.P. Alta. I don't need no special medicated cream. She just rubbed isopropyl rubbing alcohol all over her body for like three days. And then the scabies went away. That's how I beat COVID. Then the scabies went away. <laughs> it was wild. I'm excited to hear Sam... I had no idea that like Jordan's fungus, that scabies is a teen disease. I always had it pegged as a pirate disease. Scurvy's a pirate disease. Scurvy. Yeah. Scurvy's like a lack of vitamins. Scabies is like small mites that burrow into your skin. Oh, wow. They burrow? Why do I know this much about that? They they burrow. Yeah. Now, Sam, no, I know. I mean, have you, I don't know if you've, again, this is in your past, but if you ever got scabies (laughs) again, you know, God forbid- you ever had the chance? Have you thought about, uh-huh. you know, taking a lesson from me and kind of celebrating Embracing and it? nurturing your scabies? Mm-hmm. They nurture themselves, right? They don't need any help. Once they yeah. get there, they're taking care of business. Kind of their thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, although I will say I probably, my skin right now, everything from the neck down is just like lathered up. Like I moisturize heavily. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of think that is a... Uh, proactive remedy also because it's like i'm suffocating everything on my skin like there is like i'm suffocating it whatever it is i cover everything in my body with proactive (laughs) a lot of body acne sure my biggest problem i had the fine folks at stridex make me some bed sheets so every (laughs) night i just wrap myself in a giant stridex pad Uh can i suggest something sam if you're thinking about recontextualizing the scabies You're going to need to give them a fun Gen Y friendly name. And can I suggest Burrow Boys? Mm. Ah. Like, ooh, I got some of those little Burrow Boys. You guys (laughs) want some? (laughs) Fellow Uh teens? uh uh Yeah, maybe my fungus can be skin shroomies. 
Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> that sounds delightful. That actually sounds delightful. <laughs> Take a lick of my skin shroomies. See if you trip out. <laughs> See if you can talk to God or whatever. Can I ask you guys a shroom question? It's not necessarily about hallucinogenic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Necessarily. Okay. <laughs> not necessarily. Jordan and I attended the University of California at Santa Cruz, which is certainly a nexus of hallucinogenic mushroom culture. But Mm -hmm. also just sort of like how old-timey marijuana enthusiasts were always talking about rope and other things you could – different things you could make from hemp. Like the Constitution. Yeah. The Constitution was made of hemp. hemp paper. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. George Washington's wooden teeth were made of hemp, et cetera. At Santa Cruz, there was a lot of enthusiasm about mushroom gathering. Learning about what mushrooms were and were not poisonous, what mushrooms got you high, but also what mushrooms you could put in a fricassee or omelet. Have either of you ever foraged? Have either of you ga- ever gathered you food? Let me tell you something. Let me tell oh, you thank something. You, Let me tell you something. Thousands, <laughs> thousands of years of uh-huh. human development, thousands of years of civilization, thousands of years of industrial specialization. Mm-hmm. There are professionals who will give me the right mushrooms. So my dumb ass isn't out there dying. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I'm all about those who choose <laughs> to forage, but it couldn't be me. And I follow yeah. a few of the fun foragers on TikTok and I'm like, okay, you've got some <laughs> kind of degree in this. Go forth. But all these little, you know, want to be tried at home. It's like, why? I'm all down to walk through nature and look at it. If I see a cute mushroom, I'll, I'll say, oh, cute mushroom. I'm not picking that thing. I'm not doing it. Sam, hold on, because you've really skipped on past the most important part of that whole anti-mushroom gathering tirade, which is that you're on fun foraging TikTok. <laughs> I, it just shows up in my algo. It right. shows up. In, like, so I, I have this mix of like chefs complaining about how other people cook mm-hmm. and Every black nerd who thinks they're a fucking nerd on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I, it's ironic that I'm black and foraging. It's ironic that I'm black and playing video <laughs> games. It's ironic that I'm black and into anime. They are in my algo. And I'm just like, good for y'all. I don't want to get her name wrong. It's not just like black forager chick, but like the, the, the preeminent black woman forager. I follow her and love her dearly. She's full of great energy. And she just walks through the forest eating stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's, that, that is your calling. It is not mine. Now, Sam, Jordan, what? leave mushrooms aside. What about nuts, berries? What about Whole Foods, Jesse? What about, what <laughs> about Whole Foods? There's a perfectly good Whole Foods. <laughs> a perfectly good Whole You just foods. find one that has a big parking garage. <laughs> Listen, okay. there are two kinds of people in this world. There are people who make things easier and people who make things harder. I try in most aspects of my life to make things easier. What's another example, Sam? <laughs> Where, what corners are you cutting? Oh, I don't make a bed every day. Are the sheets mm. clean? You're fine. Go with God. Do you like pull up the bedspread or are you just leaving it as is? Uh, so in my house right now, I work from home. So I usually leave the doors to the backyard open so the two dogs can go in and out as they please, which means that in general, I want the top darker quilt over the white sheets. In case they bring in some dirt, but besides that, I don't care. It doesn't need to be neat. There are other things where it's like I want a certain tidiness, like in the kitchen, in the living space. But making a bed, psh, I love I'm it. Sleep either way. A year or so, I will admit this. A year or so ago, you probably remember this, Jordan. Our buddy Sarah Val joined us from the great state of Montana. I'm a big fan of Sarah Val. Oh, who, who is one of the best? Yeah, the best. One of the greatest. Great. Yeah, and Sarah. Sarah, one of the things I like about her coming on the program is that she has a lot of shit for me specifically. And she's on that episode. She targeted me for not making my bed Mm -hmm. because I didn't. And my wife doesn't either. So it was being left unkempt. And she challenged me to consider it my daily meditation. You know what's daily meditation, Jesse? What's that? Sam? Daily meditation. Daily okay. meditation. <laughs> I'm not doing Close that. your eyes and count your breaths, dude. I'm not going to count breaths. <laughs> I know how many I'm taking. Enough yeah. is the answer. Okay. Sufficient uh-huh. breaths. Uh-huh. If you meditate, 
you might accidentally think of some ways you fucked up 10 years ago. <laughs> Damn. I know. I bet, I bet we're all thinking of those instances already. I bet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess. <laughs> okay, you might be right. You might be right. But uh-huh, I'm not acknowledging uh-huh. them. I'm not noting uh-huh. them. But I, since Sarah said that, I can't say that I really go to town tucking sheets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not giving it. My father was a Navy veteran. Oh, so he was for real. He was serious. He He knew how to get those corners tight, you know? But- I have made sure that the the secondary ornamental pillows are arranged such that their stripes oh. match the bed's bed well, let's, You have stripes. secondary ornamental pillows. You have given into the big bed industrial complex. I don't have <laughs> tertiary pillows. pillows, Sam. It's just- I mean, I'm just saying. Two shams. It just, it's just two goddamn <sighs> two shams, shams two Sam. Shams. <laughs> I have no extra pillows. I have the pillows I need. Okay. Fair I've got enough. a pillow for me. Two functional pillows. I've got a pillow for the boyfriend. I've got the third pillow for whoever needs extra lumbar. Mm-hmm. And we're good. Right. Maybe something to prop up if you're watching TV in bed or exactly. something. Doctor Alsa told me that when I go to sleep, I should lie on my back. And he specifically specified I should have two pillows under my knees. This is what Dr. Alsa said. This isn't so just you're some... dead. You're just like laying down dead. Yeah, with my legs up on two pillows. You sleep on. I sleep on my side of my stomach. Can I tell you this right now? Oh, uh, tell me. I was mad that he told me to do this. I'm like, how dare you, Doctor Alsa? Yeah. This guy has a real tood. There's no doubt about <laughs> it. He thinks he's pretty great just because he went to 74 years of medical school and shit. Mm-hmm. And definitely mm-hmm. does actually know more than I do. He probably knows some things. There's that. Yeah. I put the pillows under my knee and went to sleep on my back. It worked spectacularly well. <laughs> Did the pillows under the knee keep you from like moving and rolling? Is that what no, it was? No, eventually you move and roll. But it really made a big difference in how- Does it get your back lined up? Yeah. A hundred percent. It fucking huh. lines it up like basic training. It is spectacular. So you're having some tailbone issues. So this is probably like pulling your tailbone up and tucking a little bit, which you need, like a little pelvic tuck. Yeah. We, look, at, look, I'm a modern worker. <laughs> I'm spending too much time hunched over in front of the computer, okay? Can I tell you what is what has really saved my life when it comes to posture and such and joints and bones? Because I have horrible posture. You know, I do like, we all do this interview posture where you're leaning over, holding your chin. Sam, help us with our bones. Help us with our bones, <laughs> Sam. I mean, this is going to be a very simple life hack and probably super annoying as soon as I say it as a Southern Californian. You should be doing yoga. Not even lying, dude. Not even fucking lying. I do mm. it a lot now. And I was like, I'll never be one of those. It's okay. Like, I would rather get up in the morning and make sure I go to yoga or do some stretching before I start my day than make sure the bed is made. I'll tell you that. For a while, Sam, I was doing yoga with my friends, the old ladies at the YMCA. Hell yeah. They loved it. They loved to see me. They were excited to laugh at how bad I was at yoga. Aww. They were thrilled to have a vibrant young man, if I'm going to say at the, at the time, I'm going to say 38 years old. Okay. But then there was a worldwide pandemic and YouTube, I baby. stopped YouTube. going to the YouTube. Y. YouTube. YouTube. It's all there for free. Allie is a big one or Allison. There's like one big yoga YouTube person. But literally, I've always had a screwed up back and my back has never been better just because I'm getting that downward dog and getting that namaste, man. I know. I know. I'm a cliche. I'm a Southern Californian (laughs) cliche. I mean, Jordan's done goat yoga, so he knows what you're talking about. (gasps) Oh, how was that, Jordan? It looks fun. I did do goat yoga. So, yeah, my journey with yoga is that Uh I went for all the reasons we're talking about, mindfulness, aches and pains, and... Just had to admit to myself that I didn't like it. You know, it's like one of those things was like, I, I, I want, I'm glad everyone else likes this. I'm glad everyone's enjoying Ted Lasso. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. I want. <laughs> it's not that it's bad. I, no, I'm not. No. Hey, it's you know. It's not about it being bad. No. I have, bet. Look, I'm glad. I've seen Ted Lasso. I bet Hannah Waddingham is also great at yoga. 
Sure. Yeah. But I'm just like, I guess I just don't, I guess I just don't love this. And, you know, I find I've been, I found other ways to be mindful. When I started swimming regularly, it it fixed my back. Oh, nice. I've not felt a pain in my back for three years. Oh, that's awesome. But I, okay. So I was late to Instagram. I kind of got on Instagram when I had a book to promote. I'm like, okay, what's, Uh what's a fun way to promote the book? What's a fun way to promote the book and connect more deeply with John Dickerson. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> CBS is John Dickerson. Get to know his dog. Uh, look at all the coffees he's drinking. Ah, everybody, follow Dickerson, by the way, if you're not already he following. He is so good. God, he's so the best. Good. Who's better? No one. Yeah, I wanted to connect with John Dickerson. I wanted to promote the book. So I was like on Instagram and I'm just like, what, what, what do I, what do I, what do you want? What do you, what do I do? <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. good at any of this. And then I got a targeted ad for goat yoga in Pasadena. And I'm like, this oh. is it. This is how oh. I join Instagram with a bang. So I went out there to the Gamble House, beautiful historic home in Pasadena. Spectacular. Okay. And I did incredible joinery. And I did some pretty, pretty rudimentary yoga while goaties jumped on me. Is it only baby yogas or also adult yogas or Lord goats? Sorry, <laughs> no, no, that's baby okay. or adult goats. Okay, yes, it was uh, adult yogas, adult yogis teaching with all ages of goat, all ages of goats, okay. medium goat, a few tinies. Did one walk on you? They did. Yeah, they they kind of facilitate the goats walking on you, and it is both oh. scary and fun. What do they do to facilitate that? They put tin cans on your back. Yeah, they just cover you in cans. <laughs> That's what goats like to eat, they Sam. Okay, guys, I have a I have an activity for us here. Oh. So, you know, Sam is the host of the pop culture podcast Into It. I do. Which is a great podcast, by From the way. From Vulture and New York Magazine, part of the Vox Media Network. There it is. I have to say that. So I invented from whole cloth an activity for us to do. This is an idea that I had mm-hmm. where So Jesse, hold just real quick before you start yeah. this. Is no, you didn't just steal one of Sam's segments, did you? No, this is an idea I had um, that I invented myself. Okay. Using, because I'm did. full of- You're saying you did. Yeah. I'm very creative. And I also uh-huh. like to keep my finger on the pulse of like what's going on in pop culture mm-hmm. and get to know my guest a little bit, you know, right there up you right up top of the show after the 30 minutes of bullshit. So in this- We're trying to keep it to 25. Yeah. In this segment, which- Tight 25. Which again, I invented, I will say something that's happening in popular culture and the two of you can tell me whether you are, and I invented this phrase, into it. All right. Oh. So. Sounds novel. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sam, have you ever heard your own podcast? Because he just stole this. He just stole no, this from this the top of your- Listen, it's sharing. It's sharing. And, okay. and, and I will say, when we were launching my last show, It's Been a Minute, the NPR show, which still exists. Go check it out. It's still there. We were trying to reinvent the wheel. And we were like, we want just like a guest to quote game. And and finally, we're like, well, can we do it? Other folks do it. Can we do it? It's like everyone does a guest to quote game. It's fine. And we just did it. Let me tell you something about audio. <laughs> it's all been done. There's nothing new in audio anymore. Nothing new. Yeah. I bet you if you look through the archives. Sam's teaching us about audio, teaching us about bones. <laughs> Sam, Jordan, let's do a new segment. It's where we have a fantasy draft of fast food restaurants. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even pretend that my game of Intuit is new. Sam, you're taking this much better than when we had on James Corden and made him do carpool karioke. <laughs> <laughs> he was not happy about it. <laughs> Okay, so again, this is like a way to keep your fingers on the pulse of pop culture. So I'll be asking you current things that are in the news. You tell me whether you're into it. Okay. First, Mm -hmm. Asterix and Obelix. (laughs) Asterix the Gaul. What is an obelisk? An obelisk is like Illuminati something? Obelix. That's Asterix's friend. Yeah. What is it? What is so it? So these are like, and I'll, I can maybe kind of sort of- Asterisk, I know. Take this one. This is like some sort of Dutch comic strip about Vikings? Yeah, it might be French. I think it might be French. I think I kind of know it because they had a Genesis game. That's the only <laughs> reason that is in sure. my brain. Sure. Um, like Sega Genesis? Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. yes. That's yeah, the one. Buddy. Yeah, buddy. Sega. You were a Sega kid? Oh, yeah. yeah I had that yeah. six-bit. 
Had that mm-hmm. 16-bit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Had that Dreamcast. No one. No. Oh! I, I, I was a Dreamcast girly. Oh, and I was shit. on the outside looking in because okay. I, I didn't do Super NES. I had a fucking Dreamcast. Hell yeah. And I was not cool for it. Not cool for it. But now, now you are. Now you are. The Dreamcast yeah. is the velvet underground of video game consoles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Dreamcast Live in 74 is just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Dreamcast at Red Rocks. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, Jesse, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say into yeah. it, but just, just a, a quick note. Maybe these should be a little more zeitgeisty, you know, the Kardashians, right. uh, you know, Adam Levine's. I'll uh, take that note, Jordan. Sexting, yeah. Marvel, it gets more, She-Hulk. It's more topical later mm-hmm. in the okay. in the thing. Okay. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll do great. Either of you are yeah. So the next one is bisque, lobster, sure, or tomato. I mean, that's a type of bisque. There's all kinds of bisques. Yeah, I like a heavy, full cream lobster bisque, and my stomach is like, "Don't do this to me," but I like it. Sam's into <laughs> I it. Like it. Yeah. Into it, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't love, I don't love like seafood based soups really? a lot. You and swim, you swim. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Sounds like you just got fucking John Stewart circa two thousand three. Oh, man, your hypocrisy just got called out, Jordan. I feel like I'm Tucker Carlson <laughs> sweating through my little bow tie. <laughs> You got me. We have a clip here of you swimming, what? Jordan, no. and you say you don't like seafood. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got a clip of you in the drive-thru at Long John Silver's, okay? Mm-hmm. All Whoa. right, I've seen it. Hey, where did that get? <laughs> that was a private, <laughs> it was a private event <laughs> that I was sharing with my God. <laughs> we were uh-huh. driving through uh-huh. to get fish and chips together. Okay, uh, yeah, so I guess, I guess I've been gotcha I'll say into it. But again, Jesse, I think the purpose of this is to you know, get some to talk about pop culture a little bit. So maybe, you know, like Oscar picks or, you know, um, is there a famous movie scene featuring lobster bisque? Yeah. Amsterdam flopping at the box office, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I saw that movie, the lobster. I think that, <laughs> is that, Oh yeah. Okay. That was a thing. Your next one, the guitar own. What is that? It's like a huge guitar. It depends on who's playing it. Let's be real. Yeah. A mariachi guy's playing this it. This is like a, something you'd see in a mariachi oh. band. Then yes. Yes to that. I love mariachi. Yeah, I'll say it. I'll say into it. Into it. Okay, that's... Yeah, into it. We can all agree it. on that. Uh, snails? Just not on my plate. Okay. But you're into it in nature. You know why I'm into it? I really love... Marcel the shell with shoes on. Marcel the snail, snail with whatever that is. It's so sweet, mm-hmm. so sweet. sweet, so that. So we got a little baby voice. Jenny's yeah, the great Jenny yeah. Slate. Yeah. yeah, I don't love it when you step on him because it's gross and then you feel bad. Yeah. Okay. Right. Not into it. Uh, Mavis Beacon. The taught me everything I know. The the typing instructional yeah. program. We should explain. Sam became. A podcaster straight out of the stenography pool. <laughs> it's a direct line. Uh, actually, my one and only D in school, because I, I got pretty good grades. My only D was in my sophomore year of high school typewriting class. I just didn't take it seriously. I was like, why am I here? It was like a requirement, you know? I was just like, fuck this class. <laughs> I'll never need this. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like taking all the AP courses and in typing, I got a D. And in protest. In protest. Typewriting class, my God, Sam, you're really playing along with this grade. I, you're, you're a great guess, Andrew. Again, I think <laughs> I that commit to the bit. You commit, commit to the, to the bit. bit. I just think if you know Jesse would just weave in some more kind of zeitgeisty <laughs> trending topics. Yeah. Okay, I got one. This is very topical. The Nor- the Norman invasion. <sighs> I don't really remember what that is. It's 1066, the Norman invasion. Of- I wasn't here. I don't know. Are you them. into I don't it? Care. Are you into it? I'm trying to think if I know any Normans in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, Sam, I happen to know that you went to prom with Norm Panetta. (laughs) Hey. That was the first Norm I could come up with. I feel like Norms and Normans are just trying to make it. Like, they know that their name is a little, you know, not zeitgeisty, but they're really nice. You know, like... 
They go to work. They put on their khakis one leg at a time. They have a weird relationship with their mom. <laughs> they have a lot of, <laughs> of taxidermied birds. <laughs> they get together for happy hour with Herb. Sure. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Walter couldn't make it. <laughs> I'm here for the Normans, even the ones who lost the battle. And uh, guys, I'm, I'm looking at the score here, and Sam is our winner. We're being scored? Can you break down the score? Can you break down the methodology of the scoring process? Um, So early on in the game, Jordan had the lead. Okay. Then it was kind of neck and neck for a while. And in the end there, Sam, in a surprising twist, got more points Mm. to become the winner. So this (laughs) is a points-based game. Okay. I didn't know. You get points for doing a good job. Uh-huh. And uh, Sam did a great job. Jordan, you did a fine. You, you were fine. Okay. Well, this isn't wow. about uh, me having a problem with Jordan. It's just Sounds Sam like did a great job and you were fine. You do. Sounds like Jordan. Listen, Jordan, I'm proud of you. Thank you, Sam. And as far as I'm concerned, we're all winners. So there's that. That's really beautiful. Sam, can you do me a favor? Because it, I think it's going to mean a lot. Uh huh. Can you just write a little bit about why you're proud of Jordan and then send that as a letter to Jordan's mom. <laughs> I might type it. I might fucking type it. How about that? Oh, well, <laughs> look yeah. who's made this speak uh-huh. now. <laughs> Take that. Take that. You guys want to uh, practice a little typing and then uh, come back for more? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy, a detective. Now, Jordan, how grateful are we to the members of Maximum Fun? Very. Yeah, because they make every episode of Jordan, Jesse Go possible. If you're listening to this and you're a Maximum Fun member, then we're getting a piece of your membership, and it's what keeps the light on here. We're very grateful to you. MaximumFun.org slash join if you're not already a member. And now... A word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Now, Jordan, you and I are big therapy advocates, big advocates of getting therapized. You got to do it. You got to th- you gotta therapize your brain That's what we say <laughs> to make it more fun. There are a lot of different ways to get therapy. You can get a referral in your neighborhood. You can maybe find somebody through your health insurance. There's, there's a lot of ways. One of the quickest, easiest, and often one of the more affordable ways is BetterHelp, which will direct therapy straight at you like a laser beam through the media of video conferencing, audio conferencing, or even just text, if that's what you would prefer. It's really nice to hear that there is a quick and easy way for folks to get linked up with a therapist. It can be something that could be a little complicated. Uh, it could be something that you're nervous about doing. I know I was definitely nervous before starting therapy. So it's nice to kind of have this have this way to do it that's just uh, straight from your laptop or smartphone. And I think if you if you try therapy, you'll you'll really see a difference. It's so nice to have somebody to talk to every week, a trained professional who can help you with life's problems, big or small or medium. It can make you a better problem solver. It can make it easier for you to accomplish your goals. It's really, really great. And if it's something you've been thinking about doing, this is a great time to check it out. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash JJGo today to get 10% off your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash JJ Go. We're also supported this week by the folks over at Stitch Fix. Jordan, I just got a call from the cozy police. They say you're not cozy enough because some of your clothes didn't come from Stitch Fix. Yeah, I tell you what, Jesse, I was just surfing around on Stitch Fix this week with that exact issue on my mind. It's getting chilly, windy, drizzly. I got nothing. I got half shirts. I got cutoffs. Yeah. I am not prepared for this. You looked for a jacket in your closet mm-hmm. and you ended up putting jorts on your arms. That's all I had. I had, I, yeah. I was not prepared. Uh, luckily, the folks at Stitch Fix are there for me to get a custom box of clothes shipped right to my house. This is a great time to try Stitch Fix. 
Here's what they do. You go online, you take a really fun quiz, a style quiz. You tell them about your sizes. You tell them what you like, if there's something you need. And then Stitch Fix will assign you a personal stylist to get you hand-picked stuff. Really fun, really easy. I was actually on Stitch Fix this week picking out my next box. Got some sweaters I'm excited about trying. I got some uh, new boots I'm going to give a look to. Ooh, a little booty boy. Might be a little booty boy. Who knows? If I like them, they'll be easy to keep. If I, for some reason, they're not right, it's real easy to send stuff back to Stitch Fix. They give you a prepaid envelope. Just drop it right in the mailbox and no fuss, no muss. Right now, Stitch Fix is offering our listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash jjgo. That's stitchfix.com jjgo for $20 off today. Stitchfix.com slash jjgo. We'll be back in just a minute on jjgo. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. That's your cue, Sam. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I am uh, Sam, aka nauseous moviegoer. And that's actually true. It happened to me today. Are you watching Avatar in 3D? Because that happened to me a little bit. No, no. I went to go see a documentary uh, with some friends and they were getting the tickets, but it was an IMAX and they could only get tickets in the very, very front row. So the Mm -hmm. whole time I had to hold my head way up. And it was that new documentary about like the husband wife duo who chased volcanic lava their whole careers. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. It's great. A lot of wide pan moving shots. (laughs) And when you're craning your neck like that, and I was eating the popcorn, and before I knew it, I was like, this movie is making me nauseous. Well, and just like the way lava rolls, you know, it's hypnotic. Yeah. And I was looking up, I was in the very front row, just craning my neck the whole time. And so about halfway through, I just stopped watching the movie. It was sad. Can I ask the two of you a question? Because I didn't see this film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, if I saw lava. Yeah. I'd head the other direction. These two are chasing lava. Yeah. What are they, a couple of nuts? But part of their work was like to figure out how to predict when they're going to explode and how big to save people, you know, because like whenever a volcano goes off, they never really know how it's going to explode or exactly when. Like they don't have the kind of forecasting systems that we have for like weather for volcanoes. So their thing was like, how do we find out enough about these things to help predict? So in that regard, I'm like, thank y'all. But also there's always a bit of ego at play with folks who do extreme things like that. Well, Sam, also, I don't I don't think this was explicit in the movie, but um, kind of what I what I read into it was, yeah, I mean, obviously, they're doing this volcano research for altruistic reasons to help people. But also, I mean, they're a married couple and I think they're a couple of freaks. Lava freaks. (laughs) Lava freaks. Yeah. Run that lava over my body, girl. Yeah, I mean, they sound like a couple of nasty freaks to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, did they say anything about whether they were nasty? In the film? Uh, I wouldn't know. Not explicitly. I just had to like zone out halfway through. I was like, I'm going to throw up if I don't like look down and like (laughs) quiet my mind. You're too busy putting your head between your knees. Yeah. (laughs) Taking deep breaths. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then this movie, so like after the screening at Century City Mall, there was like a and A, I guess, with the director or something. And I was like, I got to go. So I just left my friends. I was like, bye, 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 bye. I'm sure it was a great Q&A. Probably the Q&A was with the lava. Yeah. Hey, then I'm glad I left. Ha ha. I'm sure, I'm sure in the Q&A they addressed whether or not they're nasty freaks. Yeah. They have to. Or if they're a couple of nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I got to know, are these two nasty freaks or are they a couple of nuts? <laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B. Mm-hmm. Did you hear? Okay. I do have one topical. It won't be topical, of course, by the time this episode is released, but one topical pop cultural thing. Did you see that uh, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward have a fuck hut? I wouldn't doubt it. Have you seen Paul Newman? Young Paul Newman? I mean, there's no doubt the man fucks. That's one of the most beautiful men to ever live. No one is questioning whether Joanne Woodward or Paul Newman are fucking. There's no question. They're they're fucking as much as they please. Left, right, and center is where they're fucking. Yeah. Up, down, all around, boners and wet pussies. Oh, yeah. Left, just... <laughs> All they're going to town, okay. These two, 
But who knew that they had a special hut? Paul Newman deserves three or four huts. Look at that man. This isn't a question of what he deserves, But I'm going to keep bringing it back to that because he deserves. <laughs> he needs two huts for fucking and one hut to make his delicious salad dressing. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you tell me a man in human history greater than Paul Newman. He didn't just fuck like a jackrabbit. He wasn't just one of the most beautiful men to ever live. He also had some damn good salad dressing. Who the fuck else? The salad dressing's pretty good. Who the fuck else could ever? Nobody. Marlon Brando? Yeah. I think not. Al Pacino? No. Hell no. fucking no. No. It was Newman. Newman's yeah. own, to be specific. I think it was a real golden age to have him and Robert Redford being beautiful, charitable, and seeming like dudes that wouldn't judge you. And yeah. also fucking a lot. Good for them. I mean, because Redford <laughs> fucks too, right? He had to. They all do. Yeah. That guy's still no out there fucking. Good on him. This guy's hard as a rock right now. How do he's you know? no problems. <laughs> but he's not improving the taste of my salad. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and for that, I'm talking him points. There you go. And he doesn't have a pretty good fake Oreo cookie. Oh, yeah. Not a great not one, good. but yeah. for like a thing that you buy at a natural food store, a yeah, pretty yeah, good right? one. Yeah. Because they don't sell yeah. regular ones at, at Whole Foods where Sam shops. You know, 365. I'm, I'm cheap. Whole Foods 365. The bargain, mm -hmm. the bargain option. Yeah. I will say who of our era is going to be the next Paul Newman. I want to say George Clooney thinks he will do that with tequila. He probably already has. I don't know. Who's the next food girly from Hollywood? Do you think Clooney considers tequila to be fundamentally charitable? <laughs> when he's drinking it. I mean, I put a little splash of Casamigos on my greens. <laughs> it, you like that? You make a little side salad. It, uh -huh. it, can, you can, it can be simple. Arugula, salt and pepper, slice up a cucumber. And just a splash right. of Casamigos. Yeah. What if our real modern Paul Newman was low-key George Foreman? <laughs> yeah. The grill revolutionized American life. Yeah. The Foreman grill revolutionized college student life. That's true. Because we all had one not up to fire code in our dorms. Remember that? Yeah, along with one of those. I had a Foreman grill in my dorm. One of those semi-translucent VTech telephones. <laughs> These are the two <laughs> yes. things that were issued with all dorm rooms. And to bring it back, George Foreman also had a Genesis game. Yeah. And you know what, Jordan? <laughs> oh, shit. There we go. Definitely a nasty freak. And a nasty lava freak. <laughs> he had a bunch of kids. He had a bunch of kids, and they were all named yeah. George, right? Yeah. They were all conceived on the side of Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> okay. So when something momentous happens to you, we ask you to give us a call at 206-984-4FUN, or even better, send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here's an example of someone who's done that. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Josh calling from Japan with a moment of shame. A few days ago, I got into a bicycling accident and broke both my arms. And so today, my boss, an elderly Japanese man, came to my house and scrubbed me down from head to toe. Uh, but while he was washing me, he looked at my penis and said, I'm not going to wash you there. And I said, okay, uh, thanks for all the hours of entertainment. Bye. How many dudes wow. in Japan do you think talk like Ted Theodore Logan from <laughs> Bill and Ted? <laughs> <laughs> what proportion of the population? This is why I can't live abroad, because I feel like I don't obey the rules of hospitality. Like, I know that in many cultures around the world, they are much more hospitable and neighborly than Americans are. And you have to accept the generosity. Otherwise, you're like not performing good citizenship. And you send me to somewhere like that, I'm going to be like, you're not, no, you're not going to wash me, bro. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry. And I would feel so bad because I would be doing the wrong thing by those cultural standards. But I'm not nice enough to live outside of Southern California at this point. Clooney could wash you, right? Nah. No. <laughs> no. No. Hey, a little splash of Casamigos would get rid of those scabies. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm just wondering, what is the like, how do you politely decline such generosity? Is there any way to do it in a culture like Japan? I think you just say, I don't want this HR violation to turn into an HJ violation. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And then everyone laughs a lot because that was really funny. 
Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. No matter what country you're in, they're going to get that complicated oh, yeah. joke. Oh, yeah. But I even think about like, you know how like Americans are always like, oh, we should get coffee sometime. We never mean it. Mm-hmm. My dumb ass would like live somewhere else and like just have oh, I like make, I make people get coffee. I get annoying. <laughs> I need to hang out. <laughs> I love it. It's how uh-huh. I stay alive. She just shows up at your door with a samovar. We're having coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but just my luck, I would move somewhere, start a new life in some foreign country, and then just always be going to get coffee because I would not I just like I, I I'm so scared of like different hospitality cultures. I don't know why I shared this with you both right now, but that is a fear no, of mine. This is, this is great. This is great. We're beautiful. We're sharing. I love this. We're sharing. We're sharing. Do you already take your shoes off at the door? Oh, I have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to put your feet up right onto your sheets, you don't even make your fucking bed like a disgusting <laughs> oh, animal. Oh, Filthy ass sheets. <laughs> That's right. That's Jesse, right. Sam was sharing with us and then you went and- I was sharing. Burned him. Yeah. Now, if young Paul Newman's doing the washing and the soap is his salad dressing, record yeah. that. I'm in. <laughs> Get over here, HUD. <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe how many eggs I can eat. Sure. That's cool hand Luke. Oh. Yeah. He I, don't know, I don't know. Cool hand job, Luke. I could maybe kind of yeah, sure. relate oh, to why not? Yeah. Why the fuck not? <laughs> Okay, here's another call. Wait, what would y'all do? Solo. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Wait, 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 wait. No. First, 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 if first, Clooney first. If wanted to wash us? I've shared. No, if if your elder supervisor or colleague at work offered to wash your body after you broke both your arms biking, do you say yes to it? Or how do you say no? You're talking about David, our, our ad sales guy? <laughs> sure. Yes. Let me run down the list of bosses I've had. All right. Um, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. <you> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. Maybe not. Uh, past guest, Ben Gruber. Hell yeah. You should see the meaty mitts on that guy. Ooh. Yeah. That guy could loofah like nobody's business. Wow. And I guess kind of in the context of this podcast, Jesse is kind of my boss. So yeah, I mean, I feel like I should get at least one sponge bath a year, right? Yeah, I think that's in the... I have not read the contract. I just sign whatever they put in front of me. Yeah, me too. But uh, I would imagine there's at least a couple spongies in there. Spongies. Seems like. Yeah, a couple of spongies. Spongies, okay. (laughs) Spongies. That is a word I heard. That's what we sponge bath enthusiasts call sponge baths is spongies. Spongies. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Daniel, got another call in there? Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. I'm going to say completely made up person, Frank Cortez. Close. I'm calling in with a momentous occasion. Today, an incredibly handsome British man flagged down my wife and I and asked for directions to Lake Tahoe. We told him, you're very far away, and I'm sorry you got so lost. Helped him punch in a local attraction that is up in Tahoe into his car built-in GPS. He said, quote, I'm not connected to the Internet. That was a good time, and after the fact, my wife and I could not stop gushing over how attractive he was. I just recently realized I was bisexual, and so it's been fun lately to talk about attractive people with my wife. And that was certainly someone who lived rent-free in our heads for the rest of the day. It was a it was a treasured experience between us. Uh, what do you think about that? I think y'all should have drove his ass to Tahoe is what I think. <laughs> Hell Don't pass yeah. up love. This guy's already got a rental. <laughs> I'm saying if I, okay, if me and my partner see someone who needs directions and we both agree that they're hot. We'll just drive you over there. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> we got you. Okay, Sam, what's the cutoff for how long you'll drive with, with said hottie? <laughs> is it Paul Newman? <laughs> Yeah, let's say, let's see. Yeah, it's a young Paul Newman flags you down. You're in Los Angeles. He says, Do you have any idea how I get to Mount Rushmore? What do you say? <laughs> and I will use all my credit card points to book him a first class flight with me sitting next to him. We're going to Mount Rushmore, baby. That's classy. That's mm-hmm. the classy way to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Sam has incredible points. Yeah. Incredible points. What I'm about listening. Clooney? How far would you go with Clooney? He better fly me. Oh, he wow. better fly me. Clooney's got to buy the tickets with his up in the air points. Clooney's got to buy the tickets. Exactly. Buy the tickets. <laughs> I will say George Clooney taught me, and I already knew this, the one biggest life lesson from up in the air is never ever check a bag. You're wasting time out of your life. Mm. Don't check a bag. Couldn't agree more. Amen. Let me ask you this, Sam. Mm-hmm. 
Clooney has to buy you a ticket. What about his best friend, Richard Kind? Let me Google Richard Kind. Does he look like Paul Newman? Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of that. Okay, I'm going to Google. He's sort of Paul Newman-esque Richard Kind from Spin My City. My phone is so slow. I'm like five iOS updates behind. Richard Kind. It's literally so slow. Hold on. Okay. Now, this is what they call a pregnant pause, Jordan. Oh, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> <laughs> He can go get a map. He can go get a fucking map. You're you're giving you're giving Richard kind of Thomas guide. Yes. Right. Have you heard of Rand McNally, sir? Just gesture to the gas station. Have you heard of Rand McNally? <laughs> yeah. I look. Yeah. I would drive. I looked, and, and he ain't getting in my car. I would drive to the St. Louis Arch with Richard Kind if he just promised to play one of his famous onset pranks. Hmm. Just one prank is all I ask. What, what's his most famous onset prank? I don't know. Something about George Clooney's pig. He steals yeah. George Clooney's pig or whatever. Putting on okay. a red nose or something. Love it. Probably putting on a red nose and honking. Did I already tell you, Jordan, that when he came on Judge Sean Hodgman, he rode on a city bike? You did. It's delightful. I love it. Hell yeah. That's all I think about. Only thing I think about. Okay. What's the, <laughs> what's the beloved character actor cutoff for who you would drive to Mount Rushmore? Hmm. I'll start. Yeah. I'm going to say my cutoff is M. Emmett Walsh. If M. Oh. Emmett Walsh, who is that? M. Emmett Walsh flags me down. M. Emmett Walsh. He's kind of like a Cohen, Cohen Brothers regular. I, I think that's a good pick. Oh, nice guy. I mean, nice J.K. Simmons is an obvious one. Yeah. I feel like that's too, that's almost too obvious that you would rush more with. William H. Macy can get in the backseat. Yeah. (laughs) Like, William H. Macy, I'll just take you there, dude. Go ahead. It's fine. Yeah. For me, I'm going to say Jane Curtin. Oh, good in everything, including your car when you're driving her to Mount Rushmore. Absolutely. And then maybe we would do some, you know, she'd do something horny and judgmental. I would be into that. You know who everyone would give a ride to? Hmm. Who's that? Just like general likable guy, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Most charming man in Hollywood. No, I wouldn't do it. You're like, oh, Jamie, where are you going? I wouldn't oh, do it. come on. Nope. It would be like the birthday party that he didn't get into the other day. Would, whose birthday party was it that he didn't get into the it other day? Cardi B's. Yeah. Yeah. Cardi. Would, but also, Cardi, that's bad juju. Like that Jamie Foxx? Come on. I would Cardi B Jamie Foxx because I would be worried that he would do impressions. And I don't want to, I don't want to fucking go all the way to Mount Rushmore with a bunch of fucking impressions. But he's really good at impressions. <laughs> yeah, he'd nail him. Have you heard his Trump? His Trump is so good. It is a very good Trump, but I don't want it. That's the thing. Yeah. He's going to start doing Trump and I'm going to be like, come on, man. But also, what if he's saying he also has had an illustrious recording career? He could just serenade you for a few hours in the car. No, if I want a singer actor in my car all the way to Mount Rushmore. I mean, Jordan, I think you're going to be on the same page with me about this. You're going to say Tyrese? It's Tyrese. He's saying Tyrese. It's Tyrese. Yeah, no. I mean, of course I want Tyrese in the car. And I'll take Brandy too. If we're playing this game, I'll take Brandy as well. Brandy for sure. Brandy for sure. Okay, who do I want in the car? I want... Who do I most want in the car? Singer-songwriter for a very, 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 very long road trip. But they have to be a singer and an actor. So you you can pick oh, Chris Christopherson. And That's not a bad choice. I can pick Mariah Carey. She was in Precious and Glitter. So there. Mariah, come on, girl. Let's go to Rushmore. And, and I'm, of course, going to go Gary Sinise from the <laughs> Lieutenant Dan Band. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 206-9844-FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back. I'm choosing Bruno from The Return of Bruno. (laughs) Not Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis character. Bruno Mars. Maybe him. He'd be fun. God, no. Talk about people who's going to do impressions. He's going to be like, you want to hear James Brown again? I'm going to be like, no. I heard it. It's like, Jesse, but I'm a chameleon. I've seen you do MJ. I'm a chameleon. Uh, Get your own thing. Okay. No, I, I saw him in Vegas. For, I saw him in yeah. Vegas. A good fucking show. That man can perform. I bet it was. How many costume changes? Uh, a few. <laughs> you know, cool. as a kid, I want to say he, he he was a a young Michael Jackson impersonator, and it like helped mm-hmm. feed his family. Like he he's been in this for like he is that dude. I think he's just a showman. And if he got lost and wanted to go to Mount Rushmore, we're going. 
Yeah. What about Hugh Jackman? Are you go- are you guys speaking of <laughs> oh, God, singer God, actors? God no. God no. So self-absorbed. Oh my God. The last time I was in Vegas, I compared saw- to Bruno Mars. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Compared to Mariah. Compared hey, no. to. The last time I was in Vegas, I saw the Lieutenant Dan Band. Ten costume changes. Stop. So many costume changes. Stop. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne. On the next Bullseye, our annual Halloween Spectacular. We'll interview Anna Fabrega from Los Espookies, Monet Exchange from Drag Race, and the great R.L. Stein, creator of Goosebumps. You know, I don't really get too deep into the real fears. It's a lot safer to do a dummy coming to life. That's on the next Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. La, 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 la. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say Bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me? It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sam Sanders, nauseous film goer. But nevertheless, I persisted. <laughs> he finished <laughs> the volcano right. documentary. I sure did. And then took my ass home and drank some ginger ale. Yeah. <laughs> That's what all those t-shirts were about that said, nevertheless, she persisted. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. about Sam sticking with it. I, too, was in the front row of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> The oppression. I had to crane my neck. Now, Sam, historically, we've directed corrections on this program to our friends at J.D. Power and Associates. Ah. Just as a matter of maintaining our our quality. You know, we really believe in maintaining I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. That said, recently, we jumped onto a new platform called Twitter. It's a thing. It's a thing. We're on Twitter at Jordan Jesse Go really excited to see what Elon Musk does with it. My like my greatest hope Jordan for the future of Twitter is that he uses one of his uh, hole digging machines. Yeah. <laughs> you know how he invented a new kind of hole digging machine? Mm-hmm. That's all anyone could talk about. Did you read the whole article where it was all just like hype? There's like several yeah. now investigative exposés where they're like, oh, he just made that shit up. He just made it yeah. up. Nothing he's Crazy. ever done has been good. <laughs> Right. He's he's a shitty guy. He does steal some dank memes from the hard drive. Yeah. (laughs) I like it when he reposts memes from the hard drive and then gets into a fight with them. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're on Twitter now at Jordan Jesse Go. And for that reason, we have decided to open up some direct corrections. So if you want to follow us at Jordan Jesse Go, you do have the privilege of sharing any corrections you have with us. You know, if. If Jordan hadn't pointed out that I was talking about Cool Hand Luke when he was talking about HUD, despite the fact that I thought we were just saying Paul Newman things, I didn't think that the egg thing was from HUD. You could have corrected us about that. But we have a correction here from at Hollyco18, and it's about Matthew McConaughey's memoir, which you had been listening to on audiobook, Jordan. Yeah, uh, I really, really had a good time with McConaughey's audiobook. And it looks like this is in reference to McConaughey's claim, or my claim, that one of McConaughey's childhood accomplishments was winning some sort of contest called Texas's Best Boy. <laughs> no, this is Everybody what... Everybody knows that Sam Sanders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what... Was this Boys State? Was that what it was? Because I know about Boys State. No, that I was in Boys State, except it okay. was called Junior State because girls ah. were allowed. I don't know. 
If it's different in Texas. I think this is just some sort of <laughs> boys' beauty contest that he won. Uh, here's, here's, I can here's, see that for him. I can see that. Good looking guy. I'd take him Get to Rushmore. Get in the car, Matthew. We're going to Mount I'm Rushmore. I'm not taking him to Mount Rushmore. No. <laughs> Probably smells. Too smelly. He would just annoy me. He would annoy me. He'd be, you yeah. know, can I bring my congas in the car with me? No, you can't, Matthew. <laughs> he smells like cigarettes and shells. Can I get naked? No, Matthew. Exactly. <laughs> Here's the correction from, from the listener. I listened to Matthew McConaughey's memoir and loved it. A possible correction from today's episode. I think the best boy in Texas thing ended up being a falsehood that he found out much later in his life. His mom says he won, but may have been fake or came in second. And I guess uh, our producer Daniel did a little digging with this correction as a guide. He thought he had won the 1977 Little Mr. Texas title. (laughs) But a few years ago, he zoomed in on the picture of him holding the trophy. And it turned out it actually says Little Mr. Texas runner up. 1977. So uh, my apologies to the McConaughey estate for my error. And uh, don't you want to apologize to the person who actually won? Oh, Ted Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) My apologies to Ted Cruz, the real little Mr. Texas. 1977 and 2022. I don't care what the year is. Ted Cruz Mm -hmm. is doing Texas proud by being a weird little pimple. There's two. Ted Cruz truisms. Mm. Number one, everybody likes him and wants to be friends with him. Yeah, cool guy. And number two, everybody thinks the boy is fine. (laughs) I was in the room when he dropped out of the presidential race in 15 or 16 because I was covering the election that year. And I started out with Bernie and then I bounced around between all the candidates and I was in Indianapolis when he finally realized he had to drop out and he had his wife come on stage first and break the news. It was really weird. And then after they're like, we have to quit. The crowd wouldn't leave the room and they all kind of just stayed and like prayed for him. And then they all gathered for a communal uh, singing of like the national anthem. It was weird. Oh boy. That's some, that is some Republican ass shit. I was there, and I was just like, okay, keep rolling. This is good tape. Ted Cruz, little Mr. Texas, and apparently big wife guy. (laughs) Listen. That's like when I have to, like make a phone order for some dinner and I make my wife do it because I don't like making phone calls to people I don't know. (laughs) Says the person who talks for a living. Okay. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. You know what, Sam? Go mess up your bed covers. <laughs> all right, hold on. Settle down, guys. We're almost done. Let's not let's not get into a mudslinging match here. Sam, your new podcast on Vulture is called Into It. It's awesome. I've been listening. Very funny, very smart. It's a good way Thank to you. know what's going on on the latest season of the Kardashians without having to watch the latest season of the Kardashians. There you go. Public service. We're doing it for you. Every Thursday, find episodes wherever you get your podcast. It's fun games, some deep dive interviews on pop culture, and a showcase of some of the best journalism from Vulture and New York Magazine. Every Thursday where you get your podcast. I go get my podcast down at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I also, if I may, I have another podcast to plug. Yes, you have a you have a bullshit podcast. I have a bullshit podcast. So deep in pandemic. Uh, I told the two guys with me in my favorite group chat, like, what if we turned our group chat into a podcast? And they're both uh, journalists. Uh, They had done audio work and TV work before. So I was like, oh, they could do it. We put a pilot on SoundCloud and just sold it. And that show is called Vibe Check, and it publishes every Wednesday. And on that one, we just talk about any and everything with my two friends, Zach Stafford and Saeed Jones, the award-winning poet, author, etc. So if you want a double dose of uh, Samuel Houston Sanders III, that's my full name, Vibe Check on Wednesdays, Into It on Thursdays, and the rest of the week, do what the hell you want to do. <laughs> on Tuesday, who cares? Uh, who who, who, who uh, Walk cares? out into traffic. We don't fucking that's care what right. you do on that's Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Go take a long walk off a short pier yeah, Tuesdays. Go, go pull down your pants <laughs> in the Piggly Wiggly. We don't give a fuck. How about this? Mondays, jump in a lake. And Friday, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't let <laughs> Sam see you on a Friday. I'm headed to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, Sam, it's been a joy. Uh, your work is wonderful. I'm grateful that I no longer have to compete with you for the limited weekend hours available on America's public radio stations. It's a real relief. <laughs> I, I can go back to failing against everyone else. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. And it's... Uh, What's going uh, it, on? It's been a joy. Yeah. This has been so much fun. Thank you both for having me. I'm sorry I had to postpone it once or twice, but we did it, Joe. We did and it. I had a great time. I had a great time. Thank y'all so much. That's what Kamala Harris was talking about <laughs> doing exactly. our podcast. Exactly. Bless you, Sam. Our producer is Daniel Zaffron. Our producer emeritus is Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. You can find us on Twitter at Jordan Jesse Go and us individually on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Jordan underscore Morris. You can find us on Instagram at put.this.on and at Jordan David Morris. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. And Jordan, I don't know if you've noticed this, mm. but the memes are getting really dank. Ooh. Mm. These memes are extraordinary. They're not stealing these from hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't need your hard drive. Yeah. Stick to fighting with Elon Musk in a hilarious way. Yeah. We're focused on whether Jordan has a son yet. Yeah. These are very, <laughs> listen, like like this show, the memes will be incomprehensible to other people <laughs> in your life. <laughs> but we hope you will enjoy them. Check us out on yeah. Facebook and Twitter. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Yes, it is in a real estate commercial at this time. So sorry that we're not in it in that commercial that much it mostly focuses on some young couples but we make a cameo just because they want to get some of our heat mm -hmm. and uh that's it we'll talk to you next time on jordan jessica i'll hug you and kiss you and love you love you love you love you love you MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.